ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hello, welcome to the ARE Study Guide Podcast. Today we are going to talk about lighting. When it comes to lighting, we need to consider both passive lighting through the use of windows and electrical lighting. So let's first talk about passive lighting. Daylighting can be a very effective strategy for reducing a building's energy consumption, both because of the electricity used to keep the lights on and the cooling required to remove the heat that the lights generate. For best results, daylighting strategies should be considered at the very beginning of a building's design. Per the International Building Code, all habitable spaces require natural light or 10-foot candles of artificial light. For natural lighting, the area of glazed openings is required to be a minimum of 8% of the floor area. Side lighting is another way to say windows. Top lighting is another way to say skylights. In the ARE handbook, you can find all of the formulas that you will be given on your exam. These formulas are really important to understand because if NCARB is giving them to you on your test, it means that they think you might be using them on your test. So you definitely need to make sure that you know how to use them. So one of the formulas on here related to natural lighting is DF equals 0.2 times window area over floor area. So what is DF? DF is the daylight factor. The daylight factor is the ratio of the light level inside on a horizontal surface compared to the light level outside during overcast sky conditions. So the horizontal surface in this calculation is considered to be a work plane, which is something like a desk, and it's assumed to be 30 inches above the finished floor. The daylight factor equals the indoor illuminance over the outdoor illuminance times 100. So depending on the task and the, what the space is used for, there will be different daylight factor recommendations. A daylight factor less than two will make the room look dark and you'll need electrical lighting. A daylight factor between two and five is going to require some supplemental lighting. A daylight factor over five will mean that you'll have a well-lit space and you won't need electrical lights during the day. However, it may also get really hot if you're allowing that much sunlight into your space. Our interior surface should have certain reflectance values to allow light to move throughout our space. If your surfaces are not reflecting light, light will not move from your windows into your space. So in general, at a minimum, it's recommended that ceilings have a minimum reflectance value of 80% walls 50 to 70 percent, and floors 20 to 40 percent. All windows and skylights are going to be rated and labeled per the NFRC, the National Fenestration Rating Council. The label on windows and skylights will contain information on the type of window or skylight, the U-factor, the solar heat gain coefficient, and the visible light transmittance. The window to wall ratio is the area of glazing in a room compared to the wall area of the room. Visible light transmittance 
is the percentage of light that comes in through a material. The solar heat gain coefficient measures the amount of solar radiation that goes through a door or window assembly. The lower the solar heat gain coefficient, the less solar radiation it transmits. A solar heat gain coefficient of zero means that no solar radiation is passing through an assembly. A solar heat gain coefficient of one means that all of the solar radiation is moving through an assembly. The U value is a measure of the rate of thermal transmittance, or the heat that transfers through a material or assembly. A low U value means that the material or assembly has a high insulation value. A high U value means a lot of heat is escaping through the material or assembly. When you're looking at windows, a low U value is good. What are the characteristics of an ideal window? You want a low U value, a low solar heat gain coefficient, a visible light transmittance between 50 and 70%, and an effective aperture between 0.2 and 0.3. An effective aperture is the visible light transmittance times the window to wall ratio. Light shelves can be used to bring light deeper into a space. A light shelf is a horizontal surface placed in between a window that extends out and it allows light to reflect on top of it and bounce into a space. Electrical lighting. Okay, so let's talk about electrical lighting. With electrical lighting, we don't need to guess how many light fixtures we need in a space or where to place them. We can do the calculations to figure out the best strategy. To use these formulas, we need to know some terms. First, we need to talk about one huge misnomer that is remarkably prevalent, a lamp. A lamp is not a light fixture. A lamp is a light bulb. This is important, especially as I move through these definitions. If I say lamp, I'm talking about a light bulb. First, we have luminance. Luminance is the intensity of light in a certain direction. Luminous intensity is the amount of illumination. Luminous intensity is the intensity of the light coming out of a lamp. Lumen is the amount of light emitted per second. The number of lumens will tell you how bright something is. Luminous flux, the amount of light flow. Illuminance, the amount of light that falls onto a surface. Foot candles, a unit for the amount of visible light that falls onto a surface. Lux, the number of lumens falling onto a surface. I realize right now that I might be losing you with all these definitions. I'm just going to run through these and then I'm going to tell you about the formulas we need to know and I'll go over these again. Don't worry. Stick with me for a second. Let me just get through all these real quick. A candle power distribution curve is a graphical representation of the light output distribution of a light fixture. So hopefully you've seen one of these before on a light fixture spec, but what it is, is it'll show you the light fixture and then it'll have a curved line going around the fixture showing you where the light's going to be coming out and how much light. So that graphic is called a candle power distribution curve. Inverse square law. 
the inverse square law says the illumination a surface receives is inversely proportional to its distance from the source. Imagine you turn on a flashlight and put it close to a wall. The amount of light on the wall would be a very small area. As you start to pull back the flashlight, there would be more light on the wall. However, that light would be of lower intensity than when you were closer to the wall. The inverse square law says the illumination of a surface is inversely proportional to its distance away from the source. An object twice as far away will only receive a quarter of the light intensity. Excitance is how much light comes off of a surface. It's a product of the reflection and the amount of illumination. So do you know what glare is? I know you've experienced glare and you know it's uncomfortable. The definition of glare is interference with visual perception due to uncomfortably bright light. Direct glare is when you directly see a light source. Reflected glare is light reflected on a surface. Color rendering index. The color rendering index tells you how accurately a light source is showing you the color of something. Natural daylight has a color rendering index of 100, meaning the color you see is perfect. An unfortunate thing is that a lot of the lamps that are more efficient have poor color rendering indexes. So if you think about a parking lot at night, all the colors are weird, right? Everything's kind of muted. That's because those lamps have poor color rendering indexes. For your practice, for interior spaces, specify lamps with a color rendering index over 90. Color temperature tells you the color tone that a lamp will have. The color temperature is when a light is white or blue or maybe more orange. We talk about the warmth or coolness of a lamp. That's the color temperature. Efficacy is the lumens per watt. Efficacy tells you how energy efficient a lamp is. Okay, so those are our definitions. Let's look at the formulas that will be on your test and learn how to use them. The first one is foot candles equals lumens over square footage. So the foot candles within an area are equal to the lumens divided by the total square footage of the space. I think that's pretty straightforward. All of that information, if they give you that formula, all of that information will be provided and you would just have to solve for foot candles. So the lumens is a property of the actual lamp. And again, they will give that to you. And then the square footage of the space. And that's how you find the foot candles. The second formula that they have is when you have multiple light fixtures in the space and you want to figure out the foot candles. So the second formula assumes that your light fixture might have more than one lamp. Remember, lamp is light bulb. So it's to find the foot candles in the space, it's the number of lumens per lamp, the number of lamps per light fixture, and the number of light fixtures. You multiply all of those by the coefficient of utilization in the light loss factor. That's CU, coefficient of utilization, and light loss factor, LLF. 
the coefficient of utilization is going to be a factor of the room's reflective qualities. I didn't see in any of my reading how to actually calculate that, so I assume if they give it to you, they'll give you the coefficient of utilization, and they will also give you the light loss factor, because the light loss factor takes into account that lamps will not perform the same 10 years from now that they perform when you first buy them. They will put out less light, either because they're dirty or just because they're getting old. So that, to take that into account, it's called the light loss factor. I can't imagine that they're going to have you calculate coefficient of utilization or light loss factor. So they'll give you those. And again, you'll multiply those by the number of lumens per lamp, the number of lamps per fixture, and the number of fixtures. You do not need to memorize this formula. It will be given to you on the test. You multiply all of those elements and you divide by the square footage of the room. And that's the foot candles for that space. So if on the test, they want you to calculate the light level, look at the formulas they gave you. They will give you the formula. Again, this is not a test about memorization. They are not expecting you to memorize any formulas. If you have to do a lighting calculation, look at your formulas and figure out which one to use. The third one on here is how to figure out the number of luminaires. A luminaire is a light fixture. So how do you figure out how many luminaires do you need for your space? You have to figure out the light level that you want for that space. So I don't know uh, if they'll give you one of these charts or if they'll just tell you the desired number of foot candles, but they might give you a chart. The IESNA, the Illuminating Engineering Society of North America, has a list of established light level recommendations. So in your practice, when you're designing a space and you're like, how bright should I make it? You don't guess. You can look at their recommendations and their lighting design guide. Again, the acronym for this organization is IESNA, Illuminating Engineering Society of North America. So I don't know if they'll do it, but on it would make sense to me if on the test they gave you the chart from them or an excerpt, and then you could look at it to see the recommended foot candles. So let's say that happened. So let's say you're doing a stairway, and if you look at the chart, it says five foot candles is recommended. So you would multiply that by the floor area because foot candles is per square foot. So you need to multiply it by the total square footage. And then you divide that by the lumens, the coefficient of utilization, and the light loss factor. And that will tell you the number of light fixtures you need in the space. So take a look at these formulas. Always look at the handbook. For more information about electrical lighting, I would recommend checking out two books, The Heating, Cooling, and Lighting, Sustainable Design Methods for Architects, and Mechanical and Electrical Equipment for Buildings. There's a lot more about lighting. I'm not going to talk about all of it in this podcast. If you want to learn more, I have a lot more in my study guide. Uh, You can check that out on the arestudyguidepodcast.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, I really hope you are. Please tell your friends. Tell everyone that you know that's studying. If you have any questions, recommendations, requests, anything at all, please contact me at the airystudyguidepodcast.com. Until next time, bye!